Hi, welcome to a Simplified and Fabulous Mom Life podcast. I'm Jennifer McDaniel, pro organizer, capsule wardrobe stylist, and functional home designer. As a mom of four, I realize how quickly things get out of control and how important it is to prioritize how your home functions and how it makes you feel. So if you're ready to find solutions to the stressors in your home and make room for the things that are really important, listen in and let's get started. Hey friends, so I know we have been working on this whole house organizing project and we are, I've got a little bit behind what I had hoped to have out already because we had a bit of an emergency at my house. Um, My dog was found um, with a rubber band around her neck. I'm pretty certain my five-year-old did it. Although she had a fever for four days and we didn't find this rubber band around her neck until it had been on there for many days, at least a week, I would guess, because it had cut through her skin completely all the way around her neck almost. And it required multiple surgeries. (laughs) So, um, I've been quite distracted and had so much going on. Um, I have two huge project clients. And then I also have some other clients that I'm working with, but because of this dog situation and everything going on at my house, like this dog has to take medicine multiple times a day. And she's had to be at the vet multiple times a week and had multiple surgeries. And it just really took over all of my thinking power and all of my free time. So any of the time that I would normally put into my podcasting and all of that stuff was completely covered up with this situation. So I would like to apologize to you guys for not having everything ready for you and not having these podcast episodes out on time for you. I'm very sorry about that. But I also have been working with really... Uh, a wonderful client who is pretty much the example, like my avatar of what I would create for my, who I'm speaking to in this podcast. She's pretty much who I used to be um, and who I'm speaking to. So she just is amazing. And I'm hoping she will come on the show and do an interview with me and (laughs) share about her experience. Um, but it's been such a wonderful thing. And we have spent a lot of hours together already. So um, today's podcast episode is going to be about your kitchen. Now, I already have two fantastic kitchen episodes that really help you to figure out what needs to stay and go, where you need to put things in your kitchen, no matter what size it is. It just gives you kind of that flow outline of where you need to put things. So the thing I want to talk to you today about for your kitchen is when you wake up in the mornings, you need to have a fresh start in your kitchen. You don't need, it is such a negative feeling to wake up and have yesterday's dirty dishes sitting in the sink. It is so depressing, disappointing, discouraging. It it makes me feel bad about myself. Like I didn't do what I needed to do yesterday. And it just makes me feel like I'm already behind for today. I never want to wake up like that. So for me, one of my top priorities is to make sure that the dishes 
are in the dishwasher, that the, anything that needs to be hand washed is cleaned, dried, and put away. And if that's not possible, like we have some, um, some pieces that can't be put away immediately, they need to dry for a length of time because the towel drying just doesn't do enough. So for those items, I will leave them sitting out on a drying rack or a towel on the countertop overnight. And then just like in the morning when you would unload the dishwasher after you run it at night, then I would put those items away as well. So having that clean countertop, the clean sink in the kitchen and a fresh place to start in the morning is so important. And it really does set you up for success in your day. You can get started right away without having to do yesterday's dishes before you can start breakfast. Your frying pan's already clean if you're making something in the pan. Um, there's room on the counter for your toaster if you're making some toast or some frozen waffles or whatever. And because I have been working so much, meal planning has been a huge, huge, huge thing for my family. Like it has been such a priority for me to make sure that I had either time to make meals or something easy for the kids to make themselves. So meal planning is another huge thing that helps me to not feel behind for the day. And I don't mean meal planning like I know exactly what I'm making every day because that doesn't work for my family. So, so my husband sometimes will go and get, so I'll be planning um, homemade pizzas or uh, tacos or something. And he will have eaten something in that category for lunch that day. So he's really, or they had it at work. So he does not want that for dinner that night. So I make it so that it is an adjustable schedule for what I'm making. So maybe I would bump that two days and um, just swap out that meal. And maybe make something with chicken, like a chicken chili, a white chicken chili or um, chicken and rice and broccoli casserole, like something easy. Those are really easy items to make, really easy menu items. And they have nutrition in them. My whole family likes them. They're gluten-free. And when I'm making spaghetti or tacos or something like that, my daughter is gluten-free and I really should be, and probably many, you know, the whole rest of my family should be. So I try to make it so that there are at least a few options for anyone who wants to have less gluten or just likes different textures. So last night we did taco night just for something easy. We had some tortilla chips. Cassava chips are also absolutely amazing, but those disappeared so fast when I got them last time that I didn't have any left. <laughs> so we had the tortilla chips. And we had um, the nachos. And then I also had some taco shells for the rest of the toppings. So we could do it as nachos or tacos. And then we can also do some rice and do a uh, like a taco bowl later. But my, <laughs> my refrigerator messed up and ruined my lettuce. So I didn't have the, the salad stuff to make a taco bowl uh, for last night. Because that was going to be something I was I was thinking about that. And I pulled the lettuce out and it was literally frozen. So that's disgusting. Frozen lettuce is not good. The texture is ruined. But having meals and having your kitchen somewhat ready to use is so important. So what I've had to work with many of my clients on 
is getting the stuff out of the kitchen so you have some counter space. If you have decor on your counter and then you don't have any prep space left because of your appliances, like all 15 of your appliances on the countertop and all of your decorative pieces that really are beautiful, but when it comes to making a meal, they're just in the way. Sweetie, honey, mama friend, please get rid of your decor if it is in the way. It is not pretty. It is only a problem. Get it out of the way. And let's find a better place for some of those appliances that you don't use every day. Like we don't use the toaster every day. It is super lightweight. It is easy to pull it out from under the cabinet anytime we want to use it. My kids can do it. I can do it. My husband can do it. It's super easy to do that. And plus, it helps you get a little more exercise, right? Bending, squatting, those are good things to do, especially as we get older, we need to exercise our knees. Um, so that squatting is really helpful. Or just send your kids over and have them get it for you. So that works for us. We do put most of our appliances under the cabinet. And this kitchen is a lot smaller than our last kitchen, so it has taken some juggling to get that done. And I am not finished with it. I am not finished with my kitchen, not even close. There are two cabinets. Like, honestly, when my kids put stuff away, they put the Instapot away. I can't find the ring for it. I can't find half the pieces. They just get thrown in a cabinet instead of put back into the Instapot like I always do it and then latch the lid on. <laughs> they just kind of put it somewhere in the vicinity of a cabinet that could potentially look like it should house the Instapot. Yes, yeah, that, that mm -mm, it does not work for me. <laughs> so every time I use it, I have to come back in a day or two later after all the pieces have definitely been put away and make sure that it's all put where it is supposed to be. So that is something that I have struggled with. Now for other clients, I have some elderly clients and they have a very small kitchen and very little counter space. And Instapot is a little heavy for them to be lifting from a lower place or a higher place. If it's um, shoulder height or above, that's not easy for them to lift it with their shoulders. So we found a place that was easy for them to reach and made it work there. So it also didn't make them have to walk very far with it. So these are things that I want you to think about. What is easy? What is in the way? Um, <clears throat> like what can we do without in our kitchens? What do we not need in the kitchen if it's taking up space? So a lot of times we store a lot of our cleaning products, a lot of our extra paper towels and things in the kitchen when they could be maybe stored in another space and give you more storage space in the kitchen to clear your countertops. So these are things I want you to think about and definitely go back and listen to those further ep those earlier episodes about the kitchen organization if you want really detailed um, flow to your kitchen. So number one for the kitchen, we need a fresh start. And that means cleaning up yesterday's mess. Get it cleaned up. If it takes you four hours to clean up what is messy in your kitchen, do it. And as you're cleaning it up, think to yourself, how important are these pieces? Do you want to keep doing this every day? Do you have more dishes than you need? Making it really frustrating 
to have to clean up this many dishes, to be able to let it pile up this badly in the kitchen. And then start a donate box or bag. Get a, sorry, my throat is weird today. Get a bag or a box and put your donate stuff in there and get, just put a couple of things in there. A lot of times I can, if you've gone through your kitchen and you've been cooking in there for several days and you still have dishes in the drawer, like utensils you haven't used yet, those are not your go-to utensils and you can probably get rid of some of them, if not all of the ones that are still left. Like think about that. What is still in the drawer when you've used and piled up all the dishes? What is still in the cabinets when you've used all the dishes? What's left? How important is it? Do you need it? Do you have twice as many storage containers for your leftovers as you need? Do you have four times the amount? Do you have multiple cabinets with storage containers in it? If so, that is way too much because you are not going to use that amount at the same time. You will always have more than you need in your cabinet and you will not have space for the other things, most likely, if you have multiple spaces like that. We have one one cabinet that I have all of my storage containers in there. I do not have a lot of plastic ones. I keep that with the lunchbox stuff in the kids' cabinet because they have to have plastic for school. But I have one cabinet that has all of my mason jars, my Pyrex dishes, my um, glass bowls that have lids. All of that is in one cabinet and it is a double cabinet. So it's not like a single cabinet. It is a double cabinet, but it is in one space. So anytime we're putting the food away, it's right there. It is right beside the stove and in the drawer below it, I have all of my Ziploc bags, my plastic wrap, my aluminum foil, like what, and I only have plastic wrap because someone gave it to me. I don't typically have it. It's not something I use very often, Um, but my kids use it sometimes for lunch boxes and different things. So I want you to really think about what's important, how you put things away. If when your kitchen is used up, like when you've used your kitchen and everything, everything's dirty, right? We have days like that. It feels like everything in the kitchen's dirty. We have nothing left in the drawers for our go-to stuff. Well, what's left and of that stuff, what can you get rid of? Because you don't use it. It's not a go-to item and you probably can live without it. I want you to really think about that because that really does get in the way of peaceful living. It really takes over valuable space. So move it out. Get rid of whatever you can. And highly recommend just donating it. Do a curb alert. I put some stuff out on the curb last night and it absolutely disappeared before this morning. I put it out about 4.30 and it was gone. Gone, gone, gone this morning. And I think it left last night. I heard somebody bumping around out there. So I think it disappeared last night. So it was great. I was super excited to have that gone. And I know you guys have duplicates. Like how many sets of pots do you have? And then when you've used, like when you've cooked your biggest meal you're ever going to cook, really. Like realistically, when you have cooked the biggest meal you're ever going to cook, how many pots are left in that cabinet? Get rid of them. You don't need them. Are you saving all of those dishes for when your children move out in three years? 
<laughs> then go ahead and box them up for them. Get them out of your kitchen and put it in the attic or a storage place with their name on it and get it out of the kitchen at, make sure they want it first. Like, please make sure they want it. They may not have any interest in having any of that stuff. They may have a different style or, um, already have picked something out that they are waiting to get when they have their own place. Don't hold on to stuff. I see so many parents have an entire house worth of items that they've saved up for their children and their kids don't want it. And they just take it over there and they force it on their kids. Like guilt trip, kind of force it on them. And then they're stuck with it. Like then they feel guilty the kids feel guilty for having to get rid of the stuff that they don't need. And you guys, please don't do that to your children. Please have the conversations. Hey, I was saving this up. I thought it might be great for you. I feel like it would um, save you a lot of money. Would you like to have this as your starter set before you get what you want so that you can put your money into other things? Have those conversations. Okay, if you want these, how many pieces do you want? <laughs> what ones would you like to get and let's not hold on to the rest of them what would you actually use let's be honest when a kid moves out for college what are they cooking maybe some mac and cheese maybe um some microwave meals some probably a, a cookie sheet or a sheet pan like there's really not a ton of stuff that they're going to use when they're cooking on their own because they're out doing things they aren't going to need a whole set of pots with all the big, like, they're just not likely to need that. There are a couple of them that will, but most of the time they won't need more than a medium and a small size saucepan, a frying pan, and a cookie sheet. Like, <laughs> it's just true. Ask any college student, what did you use when you had first, when you got your first place? You weren't making all these gourmet meals. You weren't using all this fancy stuff or even all the basic stuff. You were using the simplest things and you would probably wash your pot and, and use it again. It's not, you don't need a ton of different things. So any of those duplicates, any items in your pantry and your, I mean, in your, uh, any of your devices, your gadgets, things, your kitchen gadgets that just do one thing, anything that is hand wash only, like really think about how important those items are for your kitchen. How important those items are to stay. Can you get rid of those? Those ones that you use, but then you dread cleaning. If you didn't have that, what would you use? That's what I want you to think about when you're cleaning out your kitchen. If you didn't have that item that you absolutely hate cleaning before you put it away, what would you use? Can you do without it? Most of the time, I would say 90% of the time, there's something else that would do the job and wouldn't be as dreadful to clean as some of those kitchen gadgets. So think about that. Also, anything that is has tons of parts that you don't ever use. Get rid of those parts. You don't have to keep all the parts for something. You don't. Like, please get rid of them. At least put them in a bag or a basket or something and move them out of your high priority space. Tuck them in that awkward corner cabinet way at the back and label it. <clears throat> Like what is important? What can you get rid of? How can you make room for the stuff that you use to be the most convenient spots? 
and then anything that is a lesser used item, bump it out of the way. Like if you feel like you need to keep those extra parts that go to this gadget that you never use, put it at the way back of the cabinet. Put it in a cabinet that's hard to get to, out of the way, awkward to reach. You know, we all have those cabinets, almost all of us have cabinets that have like this know, two foot deep side that you can't get to. You have to go into the cabinet and then to the side to get to it. Those are cabinets where you can put those things that you're never going to use most likely never going to use. And then if the time comes and you're using that item or the, the main piece and you have those extra parts and your recipe calls for using that weird item, you still have it. It's just not easy to get to and it's not in your main space. Not junking up your drawers and making them hard to get to. Okay. Also, please get rid of anything that is damaged or broken and anything that's awkward to use, like any of those items that really are challenging to use, go ahead and get rid of those. They're not going to be items you use frequently. They're not going to be things that you're going to enjoy using. That's what I want you guys to think about in your kitchen. All right. What is easy to use? What are your go-to items? Keep those. What is left? What can you get rid of of what's left? And how can you make it fit the best in your kitchen. Listen to those other episodes. I can't remember. I'll link in the podcast notes where they are in the podcast, but those would be the top things and they will really truly help you to have a better start to your day. They will help you to have more time in your day and you don't have to spend a ton of time doing that. You can literally declutter your kitchen even if the dishes are all piled up and dirty, you can look in that cabinet that your dishes go in. You can look in those drawers and pull out the things that are in there. You can do that in less than five minutes. So even if you are super busy and you have a lot going on and your house is just totally chaotic and there's so much going on, you can still declutter. You can still make room for the things that you need and the things that you use. It is so easy to grab a box or a bag and put some things in it and then just go set it on the curb. I don't care what kind of neighborhood you live in. Most of the time it will disappear. 90% of the time I would say it would disappear. Even if you live in a really wealthy neighborhood, write the words free on the bag, write it on the bag and put it at the curb. And even really wealthy high end neighborhoods have landscapers and other people that are driving through housekeepers that are driving through and they would love to have some of those um, free items for someone that they know and love. So don't think that just because you live in a high-end neighborhood that you can't do the same thing. And if it's still there when you leave the house or at the end of the day, then put it in your car and donate it. Like really and truly, it is not hard. And you can even just do a quick post and I have it at a a, a business page of on Facebook Marketplace and Nextdoor that I use to donate things without my family pictures on them so that they don't know whose house they're coming to. <laughs> so that's really um, something that I have enjoyed doing and it really does bless someone else. It really does. And the times that I've driven up when people were picking stuff up on the curb at my house, they're all smiling and so excited and they're like, oh my goodness, like I can't believe we found all this cool stuff. 
it's a blessing to them. It really does bless their lives. So that's what I want you guys to think about this week. Plan out some meals. And if you're not going to be cooking, if your week is really busy like mine has been, then make sure you have some easier, easy freezer meals or some, um, some easy things that your kids can make in the, the pantry. Okay. My kids have made, my five-year-old made her own pizza the other day. We had these, um, pre-made crusts and had all the ingredients and she made her own pizza the other day. We have a tiny, tiny oven door and she has this, we have this oven glove that's safe up to like 500 degrees, 400, 500 degrees, and it fits snugly on her hand. So she can pull the, the pan out easily and put it back on the stove because the door doesn't come out two feet. It's so short. <laughs> so she can make her own pizza and she was so excited. And we did have people down supervising. She was not alone in the house cooking. Like, come on, I'm not that kind of mom. <laughs> she was, she was supervised. My teenagers were in there in and out of the room when she was in there making it and helping her to make sure she had the oven set at the right temperature and all of the things. Um, she was calling for me <laughs> when she was ready to cut it. She was like, mom, I need your help to cut it. And I told her to use the scissors to cut it. She's never, she's like, I never th knew I could use scissors. And she cut her little pizza slice with scissors. And it was so cute. She did it all by herself. And there's so many other things that my kids make by themselves. And it's so good for them to know that they can do things by themselves. It is so healthy. <laughs> it is so healthy, guys. So if you're not going to be down there spending time to make the meals, then make sure that you have some good food that's going to have some good nutrients in it and make some, you know, have it easy for your kids. Set it up, set them up for success, right? All right. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. I do apologize for not getting it out sooner. I love you so much. And uh, come and share in the Facebook group, anything that you're struggling with or anything that you want to work on or have questions about. I'm here for you. I'm here for your questions. So bring them on. I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Simplified and Fabulous Mom Life podcast. We would love to hear from you. Our podcast hotline for U.S. is 980-389-0399. You can share your tips and tricks, topic suggestions, ask questions, and let me know if we should answer any of these on the air. For other ways to connect, you can reach us at jmorganizingspaces.com. Thanks for listening to this episode. Did I say it right?